With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right! All right! All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Welcome in. Hope you're great. We're getting ready for a big sports weekend. Um, we very well could have at least one, if not both, of our teams for the World Series by this weekend's end. Um... And we could have some clarity in the Big Ten with Ohio State and Penn State matching up. But I want to start with the NFL and a, uh, a game where, look, there's all different sorts of storylines, right? With Tua and Jalen Hurts and Tua beating out Jalen Hurts at Alabama. The relationship, which at least outwardly appeared to be positive vibes in the Alabama quarterback room. And now they're, uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, the one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And we'll see what happens with Tua for an off-season upcoming extension, which we all expect him to get, but you could have said was very much in doubt last time, last year this time, or even at the end of the season last year. But I think this game is incredibly telling on for both quarterbacks. Right? You have first. Let's start with Jalen Hurts, who if he not had he not got hurt last year, probably would have been the MVP of the NFL, and he struggled so far this year. And I, I will not put all the blame on Jalen Hurts. It's a different offense, different personnel, especially in the offensive line, uh, different play caller, and much more difficult schedule. And they're also everyone's biggest game now because they won, they won the NFC. So all of those things combined, he's been okay coming off his worst game of the year. One of his worst games as a starting quarterback in the NFL, statistically. So there's some pressure there against the Dolphins, but more than anything, pressure to bounce back from that performance. And standalone Sunday night game, people have questioned the Eagles' offense. Let's see. As for the Dolphins, uh, yes, you have the background storylines of Tua, but let's also remember that when Tua has, you know, previous this year, 
against a quality defensive coordinator, the guys that have gotten after him. You know, look what happened with the Bills. And one would expect Philadelphia, a team that can rush four and get home. One would expect Philadelphia put a ton of pressure on him. And let's see if he can throw deep outside the numbers. Both these teams are really good. And um, now that the expectations for Tua have been raised, I'm interested to see how he plays. Like, look, at the radio show, we got into how, you know, what an interesting personal storyline this is with Tua beating out Jalen, but they at least outwardly remains what you think is good friends and guys that shared a locker room together, shared a, a quarterback room together, shared a national championship together. On the other hand, like, both have some answers they have to provide in terms of, you know, for Jalen Hurts, hey, man, can you win us some games in the postseason? You won us some games last year, but last year we were the one seed. We had an advantage with San Francisco where they didn't have a quarterback. If all things are equal and we have a different play caller, can you win some games? And I think the same thing for Tua looking over Jalen and Jalen's effectiveness as a runner, whereas Tua is not. Can Tua make the plays? Can he move around, especially when he's going to be under duress on the road against that pass rush? Like, that thing looks great in Miami when, that, when the offense is humming or in a dome. But what does it look like? doesn't mean the weather's going to be bad in Philadelphia, but what does it look like when they're under duress? I'm, I'm fascinated, fascinated by that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now... (laughs) Every day at this time of the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports 1. Here's Dan Patrick talking about the investigation going on in Michigan. We got a little controversy going on. Michigan Wolverines. 
I'm not quite sure exactly what Michigan is accused of, but sign stealing? Were they videotaping an opponent? Um, there's a rule that's been in place for 30 years where you can't have somebody go to a game to scout an opponent that you get video and it's compiled and given to the team so they can, it's complicated. Maybe it's not complicated, but it sounds complicated. But did Michigan get an unfair advantage? Are they, you know, there's a source who told ESPN, this is worse than the Patriots spygate and worse than the Astros sign stealing in the playoffs in the world series. I went, okay, now you got my attention. But I also maintain, if you're under investigation, you're probably playing pretty well. <laughs> you know, it's, it's rare when you go, oh, that team's under investigation and they're not any good. It's like Kansas basketball. They're always under investigation and they're always good. And then here's Michigan. Michigan's back. Controversy. Jim Harbaugh in trouble again. Jim said he didn't know anything about this. Sign stealing. Do you need to steal signs to beat Rutgers in Michigan State? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you know, like, look, the rule is a really dumb rule. Okay, The rule is a really, really dumb rule. Let's just kind of be honest about it. That you can't go, you can't have anybody advance scout anymore. Um, it feels like there's something else at play here, right? Whether it's other Big Ten teams trying to get at Michigan whether it's the NCA feeling like their previous investigation and suspension uh, didn't didn't wake them up, whatever, because I mean, there's a reason that you have signs. It's because you know somebody is trying to decipher them, right? Like the reason, as long as the the rule is, you're not allowed to use like electric stuff, whatever. But I mean, that's even that's dumb because you can use TV copy. You use TV copy, you can pour over it, whatever. Um, you're not allowed to alert somebody when, you know, with electronic stuff we on the field. But the idea of sign stealing, like, again, in football, you have three different quarterbacks usually sending in the signs, and then you're holding up a sign. So they know people are looking. It feels like there has to be more to this story, because otherwise, I, I got to be honest with you, it feels like a non-starter to me. Just does. Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars won last night. They're hot. Okay. They're, they're hot, hot right now. It, it probably shouldn't have been that difficult, though. I mean, they – Saints okay. have a good defense. I, it's I, on the road short week. I for... get it. But Jacksonville was stomping them out, and then New Orleans got back in that game. Jacksonville looks like they have found a groove since they went to London. They've I won mean, their last four. Yes. They got their mojo back. Doug Peterson was all fired up in the, uh, in the locker room up. afterwards. Yeah. Can I throw this out there, though? Like – Jacksonville may end up getting the number one overall seed. Oh, wow. Their schedule's a cakewalk. Okay. All right. Let me, I'm let just – okay. I'm throwing this out right. there. Look, yeah. the Colts are now playing with Minshew the rest of the season. Houston's been great so far, but I don't know if they'll be able to continue that the rest of the way. Let, I, you, look, me, and look at the Titans. Look at their division. Look at the schedule. And now they've ripped off four in a row after they got the swagger back going to London. Well, I, I like the Jags to win last night. I picked that one, although I did pick the under for being uh, completely honest and fair. The problem, though, with saying, well, the Jags have the easiest schedule, I mean, that game could have been lost at the end of regulation. Yes, they beat the Colts and they beat the Bills overseas. Outside, you know, tell me who they beat and who's any good. Now, you might say the Steelers aren't any good, but the Niners are. They play them out of the break. They still have the Bengals. 
Uh, so have the Ravens. So have the Titans on the road, although that could go, go south. I, I agree with Brady in terms of their schedule does not look great. The problem is that, you know, they have one, two, and really, you know, the Colts were second out. I mean, they beat the Colts twice, but they have two close wins, and they very easily could have been beaten last night. So I'm not I, – I think what Brady's saying is he's not convinced they're that good. It's just a case of they don't play teams that are that good, and that I'd buy into. Uh, and the Jags were the team that we talked about in the, in the preseason. Could they be the team that we're not talking about? And maybe they are. A one seems, seems like a reach, but then you look at their schedule, look at that division, how many teams are going to pack it in uh, by the end of the season on their schedule, and they got a shot. It's not crazy. Not crazy. Here's Michael Irvin talking about Jared Goff. He's underrated, no doubt. Now, on, on, on the screen we have, is he the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? And I would have to say no to that. Because even though those guys are in MVP vote, Tua and Purdy, we still keep calling them system quarterbacks. And I got to give Jared Goff credit in this sense that he's moved his name off that list, that system quarterback list, because that's what people thought in L.A. Because things get out, got out in L.A. Oh, Jared Goff. Sean McVay's telling them everything in his ear before the time clock runs out. So now you're saying, oh, so this this, 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 Jerry, this is not Jerry Goff. This is really Sean McVay playing quarterback through Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff is over here playing quarterback mm. with a young team. He's not being, it's not a team where, where, where we're seeing him add a lot of veterans and everything and say, now we're on our way. They built this. They built this. He's part of building something. It's different when you build something, when you started with something. Emmett, Troy, and I are great friends right now because we started something together. Yep. When Troy gets ready to leave Monday night, he'll text us on a group text because we started something. And that's the difference here. Hey, he's, he, he, he's not going to have that Trent different thing on him anymore. That, oh, yeah, he was quarterback that got carried to a Super Bowl. Not with what he's doing in Detroit. So, yes, he's underrated. Not the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League, but certainly underrated. But he can change a lot of that this week. Fair enough. Um, I, I just, I don't think you change it this week. I just don't. A reputation is earned over time. And I don't think anything that he's done has surprised anybody in the NFL. You know, he's safe with the football, sort of to a fault. You know, he's conservative. And I don't think anybody thinks the Ravens are great, but the Ravens are a team that figures out ways to win. Um, so, but I, I don't know if that, proves that he's something amazing. I mean, let's just be honest. Who have they beaten this year? They beat the Chiefs, who didn't have Chris Jones and didn't have uh, didn't have their star tight end, and Travis Kelsey. Then they beat the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, the Buccaneers. Those are none of those are good teams. So uh, the golf is fine. He's a good middle of the road quarterback who doesn't lose the football game, tries to not, you know, but he also won't win it for you. And Here's another team that should have a very, very good record, although they have to go to the Ravens, to the Chargers, to the Saints, to the Cowboys, to the Vikings. And not that the Vikings are good, but always better at home. Um, there are some potential pitfalls. I just think golf's fine. He's, he doesn't let it go, and that's a frustration point. What does the fuck say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Let's welcome in Bill Krakenberger, professional sports better, along with Jeff Schwartz, Brian No, He co-hosts Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every Sunday morning, tune in this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. they take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. All right, Crack, let's start with the game that um, you're interested in this line, right? Maybe not betting it yourself. Detroit's taking on Baltimore. Baltimore's a three-point favorite. The total's 43. Why is this line interesting to you? I'll tell you why, Doug. Thanks for having me on. I can't find anybody that likes Baltimore. I, everyone I know, every – now, I, I deal with two different very sharp sports betting syndicate groups. They're both on Detroit plus three. Um, I even know some other guys that are that are putting Detroit in some gimmick plays. I am – not when I say gimmick, that's uh, teasers – I am staying far away from this game. Something smells. You said it earlier, too. Who has Detroit beat? They beat, you know, of course, that opening game. If Kelsey's in the game, they, they, they don't win. It's that simple. So, um, listen, Baltimore, too, I understand. Listen, they knocked me out of the survivor pool. It cost me thousands of dollars here in Vegas. But I just think this is a funny line. I'm staying away from When a game smells this much, I'm staying away from it. Don't be surprised if Baltimore doesn't win by double digits. Don't be surprised if Detroit doesn't cover the game. It's one of those games i got to stay away from. Funny game, funny line of the week. Okay, well, let's get to some lines that you don't think are, are so funny. Not, not so much yep. ha-ha. Um, <laughs> the, let's start with the signature game of the night, the Sunday night game. Philadelphia-Miami. Eagles are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Total's 50-and-a-half. Should be a clear night in the city of brotherly love. What side do you like? I'll tell you one thing. That is probably the toughest environment to play uh, in is, is the South Philly fans, Philadelphia. 
God forbid you wear a Miami jersey there. Oh, my God. You better hide it, brother, because it's a tough crowd there. They'll be tailgating all day long, drinking it up, and, you know, 8 o'clock start on the East Coast, 820 start. And I actually took the bait here. I actually bet Philadelphia in this game, minus two. And I'll tell you why. But even two and a half is fine. Two, two and a half usually doesn't matter, but it can matter. Um, I'll tell you why. Uh, Miami went into Buffalo a couple weeks back, and I think the same kind of a performance they're going to have. I think that, I don't know exactly what the score was, maybe 42 to 20, something like that. But they beat them up pretty bad. Buffalo beat them up at home. I think that we're going to be in the same kind of an atmosphere here. I think Philly goes home. Philly was a little they're, – they're really upset about last week's loss to the Jets. Um, I, and you, granted, Miami's a good team. I like Miami this year. I just think Philly will really take this game really serious. Maybe they look past the Jets to this game. So I, I think Philadelphia gets the money here. Hmm, Philadelphia gets the money here. Uh, let's go to a couple, a couple other games. Um, Arizona taking on Seattle. Seattle's an eight-point favorite against the Cardinals. Total's 44-and-a-half. I teased this game. I took Seattle. I teased this game down. The six-point teaser down to one-and-a-half. And I, I teased them with a home dog of Chicago Bears plus eight-and-a-half. Let me tell you why. I tease them because I'll tell you what right now. Arizona's been playing really good in the first half of their games. And Arizona's a lot better, even though, you know, people think they're terrible. And I even have under four and a half season wins for the year. I think they're one and five now. But I just think that Arizona will hang around like they always do for the first half. But I think Seattle will win the game. I just need them to win by one and a half. I put them in a teaser. Uh, I'll bet less and less teasers as the season goes on. I think this is a good teaser. They'll bet in Seattle along with Chicago Bears. Green Bay is a one-point favorite on the road at Denver. No weather issues at all. It's supposed to be a spectacular day. Um, Totals 45. Who do you like Green Bay and Denver? Trying to decide who the worst team in football is. Just when you think it's the Giants, they pull off a game they probably should even won versus Buffalo. So I'm guessing I'm going to say this week's worst team of the year. I'm going to maybe use Denver as as that game. Uh, I I really like Green Bay in the game. Uh, Minus the one point. I, I have overseason wins on Green Bay for the year. Uh, I, I haven't. I thought the quarterback was going to be much better. I have to tell you, I thought he was going to look better again than, than he has in some of the games. I just think this sets up well for him. This defense. I like uh, Green Bay here minus the one point over Denver in uh, Mile High area over there. Um, okay. Um, you, you don't. You don't like either side of Chargers Chiefs, huh? Five and a half, forty-eight. Uh, I'll tell you, Chargers can't listen. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are not good at covering games. This is another stink line here. Only five? Oh my God! Oh, the public's going to be probably all over this team. Um, I, 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 if, I, if anything here, I would probably bet. And I usually don't do this. I shop around for the best money line, which right now is around minus two thirty-five here in Vegas. Maybe I'd throw Kansas City in a money line parlay with somebody like a Buffalo over New England. And normally, I don't like betting money line parlays. I don't like doing that. Usually, especially the bigger favorites like the Buffaloes, you know, if I can lay four to one on Buffalo, though, and put it in, you know, with, with, uh, with, with, the, with the team that's minus 235 that I think will get there. They're both home. I'll never – usually I'll never bet a road team like that, especially given all those points. Something's funny with that line, maybe, but I still think Buffalo gets the money. It's an old division game. I think New England's one of the worst teams in football, too. I agree. Atlanta's taking on Tampa. Tampa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total's a low 37. This is another team I can't figure out. Uh, both of them, actually, really. Tampa, I thought they came out earlier and they were, they were looking great. Then they had some, a couple stinkers. 
And I thought Atlanta was a, was a preseason darling of some of the sharpest syndicates out there. People bet them to win. Two different groups I know bet them, bet them to win a division, bet them even to win to go to the Super Bowl. So um, – I'm still gonna I'm still gonna look at this game with a teaser up. You understand this is one of the lowest totals of the week, 37. So mm-hmm. whenever there's a total of 37, if I can tease the dog up through the key numbers of three and seven to eight and a half, usually strong as morphine. These totals this week came up 37, 38, 39. The lowest totals in years. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, the average total in four years has been lined this year four points lower. Used to be wow. 48, down to 43.9. And I'll tell you what, they're still going under. So this one lined at 37, which I didn't know we'd see at 37 all season. I'll be happy when everything's when anything's 37. If I can get a teaser involved through key numbers, that's usually really strong. So give me Atlanta on a teaser. I'll hook them up with one of the other teams. He's the one and only crack, Bill Krakenberger. Of course, you can hear him along with Jeff Schwartz, Brian No, co-host Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Sunday morning, 2 to this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. They'll take you all the way up to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Crack, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me on. Good luck. Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now... It's your annoying. Jay Stu, what do you got? Who's annoying you? Um, let's see. There's no shortage today, to be honest, but I'm going to pick a couple. So, um, Aaron Donald is going home, Doug. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Rams are playing in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And Rams are at home, Rams by the way. But... Really? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is this story then? He's playing against his hometown team. Nah, Maybe. Not. Wow. If that's the case, then it annoys me even more. Let's hear what hear what Aaron. Somebody asked him about it. This is what Aaron said. I was just talking to my dad like last week about you know playing the Steelers this week. He was asking me, uh, "You get to play the hometown? How I feel? Like my first year, I was excited about it. Um, obviously, going back to Pittsburgh, it, it was exciting. But now it's just like it's cool to play against the team that I grew up watching and, and all that. But just another week. Obviously, want to find a way to be successful, trying to find a way to win this game. But you know, it's not no extra excitement this time playing against the Steelers. Just just another week. So. My point was this, and this is when I thought the game was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> the most overplayed story among NFL media types is somebody going home to play. Like it, it's it. You talk about it's not white like your college. You sound like your college. It, it's 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 like white noise to me when I hear. But but he, anything here's, like this. You're, you're so right. You're so right. Here's the thing. That's fanboy shit, right? And I'm not trying to diminish. Um. The storylines that writers, because there are times in which, hey, man, I was uh, I grew up there. That was my team. And, and if you grew up in Pittsburgh, the Steelers are your team. But like, it's not like he just got in the NFL. It's not like he used to play for the Steelers. You know, it's it's been a minute like he's been in the league for a decade. So it's a long time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is most athletes growing up are not huge fans of even the same sport that they play. You know, because they're playing their sport. They're worried about themselves, right? Now, the, the difference is when you're at Pitt, you share a facility with the Steelers. Um, there is, you know, there's a lot. Those are, that's, the Steelers are that city for these four months or so, five months or so, you know, then eventually some with the Penguins, a little bit with the Pirates, a little bit with Pitt. 
But the, the, the point really is, I agree with you, that we try and make it out like these athletes, a hometown, like there's no L.A. guy who's like, and I granted those teams are new, but, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers Niners thing is only interesting because we thought the Niners were going to draft him and he always wanted to play there, but not just because they're San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and, and the yeah. NFL media, I thought... I thought had jumped the shark the year that Jerome Bettis went yes. to play to, uh, in Detroit. Did you know he's from Detroit? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that that was going to be the end of the narrative nope. of a guy going. But every almost every week, there's somebody going home or playing somebody from home. Oh my, it annoys the hell out of me. Um, Alex Rodriguez. He, I mean, he's annoying for many reasons, but he was asked on a radio show recently about not having his number retired by the Yankees. The Yankees have also done you dirty. They gave out 13 to Joey Gallo. Did that <laughs> piss you off, honestly? <laughs> it, didn't make me, it did not make me happy. <laughs> so I, I ask you, have you ever had a conversation with the Yankees about where and how they feel about you and how they would honor you down the road? Is that something you've ever discussed with them? No, I, I, and look, with my job on TV, and Tiki, you know that yeah. I'm, I'm too critical to the Yankees, and that, that doesn't help my case. <laughs> but, you know, I get paid to, to tell the truth, and if you guys ask me a question, I'm going to tell you exactly as I see it and not sugarcoat it because I want my number retired. If it's not retired, then so be it. <laughs> so does, does it bother you, though, that it's not retired? Yeah, of course it bothers me. I mean, wh- how many ways can we go with this, Doug? He thinks the reason the Yankees aren't going to retire his number is because he's on TV and he might say some negative things about him. That's such bullshit. Um, Alex Rodriguez isn't going to be retired by that team. I don't think the Mariners retired it. They should never because he cheated and he admitted Twice. to it. Twice. 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 And he lied and, and lied he threw people it. under the bus. And yes. He, he'll no, no, never he get his number twi- retired. He cheated twice. Right? He cheated twice. Yes. He had the longest suspension, uh, PED suspension in the history of the sport, history of any sport, because he cheated twice. I mean, he's so fucking disingenuous and plastic. No question. And, like, you want to talk about, he acts like he's critical of the Yankees. You want to talk about saying nothing. Holy shit, is he the master of it. You're so right, Derek. You're so right. You know, like, dude, it's bad. The, the idea, but this is kind of a snapshot in Alex's mind. Now, He's been able to, with the use of TV and smart like marketing, he's been able to kind of conjure up this image that uh, that acts like people have forgotten, but they don't forget. They're not forgetting. He was great in one World Series. Don't get me wrong, but it was sandwiched by two PED suspensions, and that's not going away. And I think but, in the, I want to say in the last couple of months, there's been some reporting that he was selling people, throwing people totally. under the bus when yes. he was trying to get less of a suspension or something. Like He was Correct. throwing out names. What a total asshole. Um, so this kind of goes back to my Brian Dayball tweet and the Brian Dayball situation from Sunday night. And it, it really is in the same vein. Uh, Derek Carr was seen numerous times last night yelling at his teammates, uh, assistant coach. Ironically, I think on Monday he – he issued an apology for the way he talked to his um, offensive coordinator on Sunday 
And then he just yelled at him again last night. And he talked about that after the game. I've been showing my emotion a little bit too much on, on my sleeve. You know, like I kind of got to chill out, you know, and that's me holding myself accountable because that's not going to help anything. And so just trying to be a calming influence in those moments, especially when it's been a couple of times it's happened, that heightened frustration. I, I could do a better job as a leader to calm everybody down. You know, I'm not going to tell you, but there were some things that happened today that led to some pretty big negative plays that should never happen. And I think that's where my frustration was coming from. So not only did he kind of say he feels bad for, for yelling at his guys, at the very end there, he just he basically told the entire room that none of it was his fault. Um, I thought I had a problem with that. But how this relates to Brian Dayball Brian Dayball, I think, as a as a head coach in the NFL, needs to be aware of how many people watch the games and how his theatrics on the sideline could be interpreted as him showing up players. I think in this day and age, if you're a quarterback and a head coach on the NFL, you need to almost as a job requirement have that restraint because Simply yelling at your teammate during the game happens all the time on all levels, and that's fine. But when you're doing it in front of all of these eyes, I think there's another layer to it. At that point, you know there's cameras on you. You know they're going to be getting you uh, yelling at your teammates, coach, whatever it is. And I think he kind of addressed it there, but he didn't. Um, So what's annoying about this whole thing is that when people say – they don't care about the cameras. This is this is legitimate reaction, heat of the moment stuff. I would I would answer that. Well, they should be aware of the cameras. That should be a part of their their job description. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I I think it's pretty obvious what we had right there, right where we had Derek Carr. I mean, the the first the the real sin in that is you can't let anybody else know. Anybody else know anything is wrong. And um, all of the stuff at the start was great. Hey, man, I've been frustrated and I let it out. But in the end, like, hey, there's some stuff going on there. Like, do, do we think that they're just going to let it go? That a reporter is going to sit there? Because now their job is um, – because now their job, truthfully – is to go and find out what was the stuff going on that got Derek Carr so mad. So he took what was a bad look, for a moment took accountability, and then at the end of it said, not only is it not my fault, but there's some stuff going on. You guys need to do your job and go figure it out. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's that's pretty bad. Plus his fake-ass accent, I can't take it, you know, where he doesn't know where, like, it's just, it it continues to, I don't know what it is. It's like Texas meets Fresno meets Vegas meets Oakland meets New Orleans, I guess. I just, I can't take it. I think John uh, called it right when we talked about this last year. He sounds like Elvis. It's it's Tennessee meets Vegas or something. Yeah, some, um, some, something like that. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is the most annoying, though. That one's easy. He's so annoying. You know, the the one thing you can't do is ever ask for your number to be retired, you know, and that's basically what he's doing. And then he acts like he's so critical and he says, I'm just such a journalist and I do my thing. And I'm like, dude, stop it. Stop it. All you have to say is if they ever want to retire my number, I'll stop everything I'm doing. It's New York Yankees. I'll be there. In the meantime, I love my time there. It was great. We won a World Series, et cetera, et cetera. Alex Rodriguez is the worst. He's a nightmare! 
Because we can. What's up, Because We Can today? A.J. Brown told this story about draft day on, uh, I think, Bustin' with the Boys. I just knew I was going to the Patriots because I was a big Patriots fan. I got a phone call, and I'm like, this it? But it wasn't it. It was my agent. And so he was like, just sit tight. And I'm like, okay. He was like, they finna take a receiver. And I'm like, okay, cool, bet. You know. You think it was you? I just saw the time just kept going down on the Patriots clock. And I was like, uh... They tripping like, oh, what the hell is going on? You know, so uh, <clears throat> they ain't no picks at the pickers then. I know I ain't got a phone call by now, so I'm like, this shit over. Yeah. So <clears throat> I told my brother, I told D, I said, bro, let's go. And I left everybody at the house and went home. I went in the closet and cried my my eyes out, bro. You cried. I swear. Wow. Who was that when they took Nikhil, Nikhil Harry or whatever his name is? Nikhil Henry? That's a, yeah. that's a terrible pick. Terrible pick. Terrible, terrible pick. Why can we play that for you? Because we can. Imagine if the Patriots had him. Yuck, 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 yuck. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. All right, pick of the day comes to us from Major League, Major League Baseball. Um, Texas taking on the Houston Astros. That series tied at two apiece. Arizona taking on the Phillies. That one's uh, two one. But this is this is the game, right? This is the game. And um, Justin Verlander is going to take the mound for the Houston Astros. And Verlander in this postseason, he's going to get a go, go against Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery's been great, really, really, really good. Um, Montgomery, I think, is like 2-0 with a 2.08 ERA. Verlander's 1-1 with a 1.42 ERA. I just can't think of a better time to go with the veteran pitcher. Um, road teams have won every game so far, and it's Verlander. And I get that Scherzer wasn't good, and that Verlander, when he first came over to Houston, you know, there was some. he was good at first, and there wasn't for a while. Uh, I, I have to go with Justin Verlander. They're a dog. Uh, the over-under is nine runs. Both are outstanding pitchers. I would actually go under here. I think we're going to have our first pitcher's duel great game of the postseason, and I think the Astros win. So give me the Astros to the under. That's it for the In the Modus podcast. Check out the daily radio show, which you can hear in podcast uh, version. Right here where you download podcasts or listen live, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on your iHeartRadio app or Fox Sports Radio. I'm Doug Gottlieb. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.